Earl Simmons, best known as DMX, was a Grammy-nominated rapper. His distinctive and raspy voice propelled him to the top of music charts through the late 90s and early 2000s. He was a leader of the popular group, the Rough Riders, known for their affinity of motorcycles, music, and dogs. Stop, stop, DMX was the first and only rapper to have his first five albums consecutively debut at number one on Billboard. But his successful music career was riddled with arrests and drug abuse, stemming from what he says was a childhood of abuse and betrayal. Born in Mount Vernon, New York in 1970, DMX and his family moved to Yonkers for more affordable housing when he was a child. Trouble started early. He spent much of his youth in and out of group homes and juvenile centers, he wrote, in an autobiography published in 2002. According to him, his first run-in with the law and detention came at just seven years old. Among his nights in a juvenile detention center as a teen, DMX wrote he found a way to escape his troubled reality, music. <laughs> uh. Yeah, it's life shit. Yeah, it's life shit is like, it's like, it's bump the fuck out, man. for real. See, to live is to suffer, but to survive, well, that's to find meaning in the suffering. Hey, yo, I'm slipping, I'm falling, I can't get up. Hey, yo, I'm slipping, I'm falling, I can't get up. Hey, yo, I'm slipping, I'm falling, I got to get up. Get back on my feet so I can tear shit up. Hey, yo, I'm slipping, I'm falling. Different phases, like mazes, to find my way And now I know that happy days are not far away If I'm strong enough, I live long enough to see my kids Doing something more constructive with the time than bids I know because I've been there, now I'm in there Sit back and look at what it took for me to get there First came the bullshit, the drama with my mama She got on some fly shit, so I split and said that I'ma be that seed That doesn't need much to succeed Strapped with mad greed, a heart that doesn't bleed I'm ready for the world, or at least I thought I was Bagging niggas when I caught a bus, I'm thinking about how short I was Going too fast, it wouldn't last, but yo, I couldn't tell Group homes and institutions, prepare my ass for jail They put me in a situation, forcing me to be a man When I was just learning to stand without a helping hand Damn, was it my fault, something I did To make a father leave his first kid at seven Doing my first bid, back on the scene at 14 With a scheme to get more green than I'd ever seen In the dream, and by all means I will be living high off the hog And I never gave a fuck about much but my dog That's the only motherfucker I'd head off in my last Just another little nigga headed nowhere fast Hey yo, I'm slipping, I'm falling, I can't get up Hey yo, I'm slipping, I'm falling, I can't get up Hey yo, I'm slipping, I'm falling, I got to get up so I can tear shit up. Hey, yo, I'm slipping. I'm falling. I can't get up. Hey, yo, I'm slipping. I'm falling. I can't get up. Hey, yo, I'm slipping. Uh, this is Dave and uh, D um, in the building of tonight. Unfortunately, without our lead, Kyle Means, uh, we're here to talk about it looks like the pending uh, passing of Rap Great DMX, um, who's been a kind of a staple of New York hip hop uh, history for the last 25 years. Um, definitely one of the greatest hype men slash rappers to ever exist. Mm -hmm. uh, unfortunately, last week he 
had a uh, medical emergency, lost uh, brain function for about, or oxygen in the brain for about 30 minutes. And right now he's on life support and it looks like he is not going to recover at this point. Uh, it's really unfortunate. He has been a part of hip hop history for the past 25 years. Today, Dee and I are gonna talk about one, our first interactions with him, and then two, what he means, what his loss, potential loss will mean to the hip hop community, and also where he stands in it. Um, mm. I think a lot of times, unfortunately, the history of hip hop is kind of short, has a short memory. So a lot of the people who've come into hip hop as a listener or as a you know active participant in you know recent years don't know about the legacy of his greatness and that's what here are d and i here to talk about tonight uh, among some other stuff but that's the main thing so you know d like i said you you know as you kind of shared previously you know you've got some deep ties to uh you know dmx and i'd love to get your insights on it and what he meant to you yeah Earl Simmons, man, Dark Man X, DMX. Uh, I said before, um, like I said, plenty of times on the D and Davis show back in the day, uh, on the D and Davis to flip and just not a flip. And shout out to Ken Davis and all the boys still doing anything. We are Rig Radio and at War Media, obviously. Um, yeah, man, my my old man, my pops is a DJ, and um, hip hop is in my it's been in my existence in my blood for a very long time. You know, what I'm saying my pops. Uh, was a break dancer. Him and his cousin were gonna have a duo, you know what I'm saying, like a gang star or keep it light, like a Dougie, oh, no, Dougie Fresh, uh, DJ Jazzy Jeff and Fresh Prince. My old man was gonna be the DJ, my, his cousin was gonna be the rapper. So hip hop has just been around me forever, right? And it's two places I either, I probably heard DMX for the first time. I know the song, but it could be two places, either from my old man spinning downstairs in the basement, just like, hey man, I got something new. He'll play it for me all the time. Or uh, probably the box, the music, or the music box from other places. You know what I'm saying? You pay like a, a 99 cent or a dollar 99. You went to watch the video, but the song was LL Cool J's 4321. That's the first time I heard DMX, and you know what I'm saying? He didn't have like a really long verse, but he like man, as soon as he came on the song, he was like, man, who is this dude? Like you felt his energy right from like jump. You know what I'm saying? Especially with us being in Chicago, not being in New York and not, you know what I'm saying, not seeing him perform on the local level, if you want to say. But on the national level, that's the first time I saw him. I, I heard him. And after that, man, I, I had, I've been a fan ever since. Um, his first album came out in 1998. So this is my either junior, senior year in high school. Either, I don't know the exact day it came out, but it was in 1998. So... In my opinion, uh, it's dark and hell is hot is a hip hop classic. Bar none. From beginning to end, the album rocked. It was unbelievable. And you had never heard anybody quite like X before. And this was like, man, this is something different that we were witnessing here. This is something completely different. And that's what's so great about hip hop. Everybody's different. And if you sound if you sound like somebody else, you suck. You know what I'm saying? So this is somebody that was original. Like, whoa, what who is this cat? And after that. You know, it's got flesh in my flesh, blood in my blood. And I think, I, I don't know if it's, happened ever, if it's happened since, but those albums came out the same year in 1998 and they both went to number one. And I think that was the first time either a hip hop artist or artist, 
musical artists in general had that ever happen. Like one artist, the same uh, same year, two solo projects, and the second project was a double album. They both went now, to number one. Yeah, I don't I don't know if Flesh of My Flesh was a double, but I thought it, it was a double. No, no, I, I I remember that. I remember the album well. It's not a it's not a double, but really, it's still, okay, it, it, it's still a you know, it's still an impressive. Okay, uh, yeah, no, you're right, you're right. It was on sixteen tracks. I thought I thought it was a double album. Okay, all right, my, my mistake. But yeah, it was only sixteen tracks. But still, well, that was something to behold. Like you have one artist and two records in one year, both on number one. That kind of lets you know, man, what DMX was on at that time, and he put out tons of more music, stadium anthems. Then he started acting, you know what I'm saying? But unfortunately, everybody has their vices. And you know what I'm saying? He had his. And unfortunately, Demons. it seems this probably would come to it. Yeah, no, I mean, that's a great way to summarize it. I think what made X really special is one, and what kind of distinguished him from a lot of people is his intensity. Yeah. I, mean, I, I mean, X, you know, I don't know, X brought, a, you know, an aggressiveness to you know, rap game that was kind of was prominent in New York rap during the early mid '90s. It kind of had tethered it off a little bit. You were kind of in the shiny suit era. Yeah, you know, yeah. Puffy, 100% you, had, you, you had Puffy. You had, and you even had Jay. And then you had, uh, you know, and then you had X and come out of anywhere and to kind of and in a quote. Um, the Cedric the Entertainer, he's like, my style is like Cedric, uh, I think Mason, he said, I just kind of, Anthony Mason, I choked the shit out of you. And that's right. X to rest out. And that was, yeah. and X ultimately, and X energy has only been kind of replicated by the new, by a lot of the younger younger artists, but at mm -hmm. the same time, his technical skill has not, his his lyrical skill in it, in it combined with his intensity and his showmanship has not been replicated by a lot of the younger era. I was talking to my yeah, I was talking to my personal trainer recently, and ultimately he was just trying to make compare. Uh, he has some younger clients, and they were trying to make comparisons to X to some of the more contemporary artists, Aubrey, uh, of course. No, uh, well, Aubrey and Aubrey, and but more than even like Aubrey, but a lot of some of the, a lot some of the other rappers with Young by their name. Who are yeah, really yeah, who yeah. are really intense energy, but they don't necessarily are have substance. And I think that tends to be the thing. Whereas with a lot of young with a lot of the younger rappers, they have intensity, they have the energy, but they're not talking about anything. Yeah, I can't. I'm trying to think who would. I can't even think anybody to even compare to Trap. So I mean, to compare like the closest comparison from an energy perspective probably be somebody like a. I think a, a locally would probably be like Vic. Like maybe Vic Mensa, or somebody like a Travis Scott from an energy standpoint. But I think the issue at hand is that they're not able to convey. Sometimes, and not even more like Vic, but definitely some of the younger or other younger rappers who mm -hmm. are not have who are able to match in intensity and energy, but not right. necessarily have any type of you know ability to put words together, for lack of a better term. Listen, uh, exactly. He was like DMX is an MC. He's not a rapper. DMX is an MC. You know what I'm saying? I'm trying to, I, I wish I could find my top 50 MCs. He might be on there. Um, but he's an MC. And to your point, Dave, uh, him being that, he also was a great storyteller. Something that you starting to see more MC. I mean, so many MCs, so many rappers and MCs out there, you know, so you just got to find them. And a lot of these cats, younger cats or whatever like that, they are great storytellers. I mean, the craft isn't dead. You know what I'm saying? You can always find. I don't. Great, I, I, you can still I, I, find I don't great know. artists. They just not. 
DJ, he was just so unique. I mean, going to stories like The Omen or Slippin' or well, yeah, out of his songs, man, he, he was a great storyteller. And I know a lot of people talk about him, the barking and the energy, whatever like that. But a lot of his joints, man, you just sit back and listen to the stories he's telling. Man, he's he's talking, he's talking some, he's talking some shit, and he's painting a very vivid picture with this pen. He was unbelievable, man. DMX is unbelievable. I th- I think that I think that the comparison probably that him if I could if on if Omar from the the wire rap probably somebody <laughs> like that I mean okay. he was just all really, right all right he's he was a real you know and he was just yeah he I mean he just had a, re- a very outlaw you know mentality I guess mindset towards rap and ultimately whatever everyone else was doing you know he was going left from it right. and to your point with the storytelling I think the best probably example of his storytelling skill would probably be crime story i got you mean you could argue others but crime story on darkest hell is hot Mm -hmm. i mean he pretty yes yes he paint he 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 did you know he did with a lot he did rapping with cinematically the puffies and nods were trying of the era we're trying to do we're doing so they would take a they would take a movie of that had just came out and then they would make their own little example of it or not parody of it but replica of it and x did that lyrically and that's some of the things that just kind of distinguished him and unfortunately i think you know that it, it some of it got lost as he got bigger and you know, yeah. and, he, and he kind of, but at, but in any particular case, X's legacy is larger than just his rap. X's legacy, to your point earlier, before you got cut off, is Rough Riders. I mean, yeah. it would be no Swiss Beats without him. Yeah, it wouldn't be Eve without him. It wouldn't be Drag On without him. It wouldn't be a lot of other people who are a little bit. The locks you know, wouldn't be the locks of who we know locks, them right now. The locks, yeah, exactly. The locks wouldn't be the locks with without with you know without Rough Riders. Um, there would be no Ja Rule. I mean, you know, in a lot of, in a, you know, yeah. in a lot of cases, there would, there would not be Ja. So, I mean, there's a lot of things. There are a lot of people who, you know, whose careers were bolstered by X being X. And ultimately, to your point about the albums, I mean, that's to be able to put out two, you know, I think quadruple, almost five-time platinum albums within a year. It's probably year. not been, re- which has probably not been replicated. And then yeah. you know, less than then less than a year later, I think less than about well, about a year, year and a half later, then came X came out. So you're mm-hmm. talking about almost 15 million worth of sales within a two year period, and coming from the mill and coming from nowhere. Yeah, I mean that's the thing. I mean he, you know, he, you know, he, if you, he ultimately him and Jay at the time definitely met the Red Man in the late 90s had pretty much wrestled what was the West Coast dominance of hip hop at the time. Very true. Very true. You I know, mean, who wasn't, bumping, who wasn't bumping around stop, drop, open up? I mean, uh, you yeah. heard that everywhere. Yeah. Everywhere. And then, like you said, man, to bring in the Rough Riders, it was, and I believe he was signed to Def Jam, right? So, yeah, he was, yeah, he, he was assigned to Def Jam. He was at the Def time. Jam. So, this is a time, man, Def Jam, you know what I'm saying? They kind of went through a lull a little bit, but they came back the late 90s, early 2000s, and they stopped pumping out artists like crazy, like crazy. You had Jay, you had you had DMX, you had Method Man. You had a lot of different artists coming off of Def Jam, man, that was putting together a lot of good uh, content. I believe that's even a story. Please correct me if I'm wrong, but I think I'm right. I think 
Puffy wanted to sign X, but he just didn't know what to do with him or something. He was like, I, I, I don't. He like, I think he just didn't know what to do with him. I believe that's. I, I believe the story well, is tied to DMX. It's really, it's really, it's really interesting that you know, it's really interesting that if that was the case, you know, because he he figured out ways to do things with minor players. I think the issue at hand mm-hmm. would have been for him is to make X a star that he is. I don't know if that would have happened on Bad Boy. True. You know, I, exactly. I, I and, think that's, and then you see what happened with the locks. The locks left and went over to Rough Riders and everything blew up. I mean, he's the kind of guy that just needed to be like, just kind of let him be. Let's let him do his thing. You know what I'm saying? That could have been the ups and obviously the downs as well. But man, once he was rolling high, he was putting up that content. And it's not forget about this. My man went from making stuff, you know, saying dark as hell is hiding, pushing my flesh. But then you start hearing like, you go to different sporting events. You hear DMX all the time. You feel like, oh, yeah, let's get that song. That- he started making anthem hits. Anthem well, yeah, and and I think that's the thing that a lot of people don't kind of forget is that hip hop at that time hadn't become quite mainstream. Mm. I mean, it was main it was mainstream, but what X did was probably closer to what you know. If you wanted to you know hip hop's main to be a mainstream is you know to what a Run DMC did you know and it's well, in his heyday kind of, thing, kind of yeah. blew it up. I mean, I think that's the thing, you know. X X is, I think X's attachment to the dark to, to the to the dark side, for lack of a better term, mm-hmm. you know, his Damien and uh, you know the yeah. fog and all that that attracted a lot of you know kind of the rock crowd, and I think that's yeah, something the that all so, right and exactly. I mean, he was yeah. one of the few people that would would even touch as a rapper, even t- you know, collab with a Marilyn Manson. Yeah, I mean, even even if Marilyn, like if Marilyn Manson wasn't picky, um, I'm pretty sure it still would be an issue. With a lot of rappers not necessarily want to be connected with a Marilyn Manson, and True. he was ahead of his. And and it's a lot of instances he was ahead of the time. I mean, there was, of course, you had Method Man doing, uh, you know, doing his cameo, doing his, um, you know, collabs with uh, what is it? I don't say yeah, Blink One Eighty Two. Limbisky, no, yeah, doing his collabs with Limbisky, but it's still nothing in comparison to be able to he, to reach out to that crowd and to be able to ingratiate himself with the the rock crowd and just mm-hmm. also being a, you know a lot of his music transferring and being kind of the anthem crowd, uh, anthem music for lack of a better term. And so you're yep. talking about really five solid years where he was just five, almost six years where he was just putting out hit after hit after hit. Yeah, I mean, yep. and it, also in that in that parlayed into. A hip hop classic movie, you know what I'm saying? Everybody don't like it, but man, it's a hip hop classic movie. Belly, you know what I'm saying? That yeah. And that, it parlayed into that, and then he started doing a movie with Jackie Chan. It's like, damn, this dude is a superstar. You know what I'm saying? He went from straight like with the dog collar barking and rapping like that, and this man doing, you know, what I'm saying damn near kung fu flicks with Jackie Chan. That just that right there kind of shows you the star power and just how much of a star. He was. I don't want to say was. He's still here with us. A star he is. A star he well, is. Well, starry, well, well, starry was is. I mean, a, an appropriate time because unfortunately that was during his height. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, he's still yeah still with us here physically, but right. I think a lot of it, well, yeah, a lot of it just comes down to, you know, just to come to his inner demons and also to, you know, yeah, which was just more of a influenced by the rough childhood the. Horrible childhood he had, for lack of a better term. Just, just I listen mean, to slipping. Just listen to the song slipping. My God, I don't. I, you know, you you wonder. It's really, it's really funny. 
it's just that a lot it's really funny it, now, i want to say it's funny but a lot of the issues you hear you know in rock songs or just kind of even like the eminem eminem always had yeah. an issue with his mom, mom and right. but mom. you never yeah. and, and you and he, i'm pretty sure whatever you know hardships eminem's moms put him through and i could be wrong but they probably pale in comparison to what x the hardships that x went through as a child and kind of at the hands of his mom for lack of a better term mm-hmm. and you just see how unfortunate and you know to quote somebody else i spoke to recently you understand why you know he kind of fell into addiction yeah yeah and, and and this and this is not a story that's not untold within a lot of people's families across this country you know what I'm saying you know somebody personally that's like that that has went through those struggles still going through those struggles who or who some actually fell to those struggles uh addiction is a strong it's a it's a it's a, it's a strong thing man it's a powerful thing uh it could take some of the best people out you know what I'm saying you just know them when they're not you know, saying intoxicated, whatever kind of way, or attached to any attached to that addiction, any kind of way. You know, what I'm saying it's kind of like they're a different person. You know, what I'm saying it, that that happens. Uh, I mean, you 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 did see X in some of some some very some tough times, but you always knew, and I'm sure he did. People loved him, and I'm just thinking about the time when it came out when he did the the rap with the Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer. You know what I'm saying? He was just beating off the table and just going. And he was just sick. You know what I'm saying? It's kind of like, man, that's the ex that we love. You know what I'm saying? And he kind of like blew up off of that again. Like, oh, this is a DM, famous rapper, DMX, scene, Rudolph Red Nose Reindeer. You know what I'm saying? They kind of let you know, like, hey, man, I'm a showman. Like, hey, let's go. And that's and that's who that's, and that's who he was, man. And um, yeah, man, it was it was tough seeing that news or hearing that news, and then unfortunately, you know what I'm saying, it being true. And uh, just kind of see what's what's still happening. I had said before, you have uh, guys who uh, are part of the Rough Rider bike uh, motorcycle crews. You know what I'm saying? Up in New York, or you know, what I'm saying where he's at, they're riding up, blasting his music outside the hospital, um, showing their support and showing their love to that man. And uh, yeah. and you see it across all across a lot of forms, man. Social media everywhere, man. People. You know what I'm saying? Really throwing a lot of positive vibes to to um to DMX. And it was also too, man. You just saw him with Snoop doing the verses. You know what I'm saying? It was like, man, you know what I'm saying? DMX like he got a little chubby, but you know what I'm saying? But he was killing it. He was killing it. And you and he was having a great time with Snoop and singing Snoop and rapping Snoop songs and stuff like that. So we like, man, we just saw him in a good place. You know what I'm saying? I think with his fiance, I believe, or maybe he's he, his wife now. But uh, they was in, he was in a good state, and then Dave, you turn around, you hear this man, it, it it knocks you back. Yeah, yeah, you know, you you always question to you know, say like who was around him at the time these things are going on, mm-hmm. and you know, I guess the issue at hand is that when when addiction is that strong, it does. I don't know if it really how much it matters who's around you. True. Um, and, yeah. and in certain cases, especially at that point in life, I mean, you know, and especially after so much damage has been done. Um, True, but I mean, but t- you know, like I said, but to that point with the, with the versus uh, battle with Snoop, somebody somebody else speaking to recently mentioned that it was you know they that him and Snoop are 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 you know kindred spirits in a lot of instances, and it mm-hmm. it kind of took me and it kind of took me aback, and I was just like, what I see what I see Snoop and X is is that they both were they both headed revivals, I mean for lack of a better term, 
I mean, like Snoop headed the kind of the revival of the West West Coast, where he, I don't even call it hitting the revival, but it much just like the the introduction, the the yeah. driving of the West yeah. Coast rap. I yeah. mean, it could have it could have ended with NWA. Dr. Dre found him a new pro, found him found another protege or another person to work with, mm-hmm. and you know his career just took off from there. If we yeah. we you know without you know you could argue without that you know introduction. He may have just ended up a you know a, a fortunate story, a, you know a, a crip stuff, you know in Long Beach, and that was just yeah. the end of his story. Yeah. But you know him connecting with the right person, you know it made the world a difference. And I think with X, you probably had a you probably would have a similar outcome if he hadn't you know connected with rough. Well, he had connected with Def Jam. You know who would have known? Because he ultimately ended up having he had a a deal with Columbia before he even you know got with Def Jam. Mm-hmm. And he put out an album called Born Loser, but they didn't handle him well, handled right. it well. They didn't promote it well, and it went nowhere. Um, so, you know, it's yeah, all about, wow. yeah, it's all about being, you know, and, you know, the, you know, making the right connections and relationships can really determine the trajectory of your career. Yeah. Um, you know, otherwise he'd still be out there playing Omar um, for lack of a better for lack yeah. of a better term. Yeah, so I mean actually this. Uh what's your favorite DMX song? My favorite DMX song probably if I probably Crime Store. Okay. Yeah, I mean for I mean the I mean the the beat from uh what is it? Probably it's been used a lot of times, but the beat that was used, Ice T um, High's Roller, yeah. uh Easing in by Easy uh, yep. Edwin Star. I'm like that that beat is real. I mean, that's a real signature sound, and it just the story told to it was great. I yeah. mean, it, it it was you know you could that's we talk about being able to picture someone telling the story. I can picture that story well. I mean, yes, yeah, yes, yeah. That's that's my point, man. He was a great he was a great storyteller, man. He's yeah, a great that, he was a great storyteller. Yeah, I, and it's really it's real. I think really to just the outcome of where his life ended in addition to the drugs is just the, the financial circumstances is really sad too. And mm-hmm. it's really ironic too, because he mentioned on a episode of drink champs, I'm thinking it's in the past year, he mentioned mm-hmm. meeting um, Prince in a club and Prince talking to him for an hour about only your masters. Wow. And now it's just ironic because now is from what I know his net worth is negative just because he kind of made a lot of bad, you know, fam- you know, decisions as far as, a lot of kids, uh, you know, the legal issues just kind of wiping out probably with his career earnings of somewhere between 50 and 100 million. Wow. I, 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 and I'd say conservatively 50 million. You have to take into consideration, that, you know, when he, when X at his, X is sold 20, was it 25 million records back when people still bought them? Bought records. It's not a streams. Yeah. It's yeah. not, it's, you're not off streams. And, He's been in a couple dozen movies. Yeah, he's been in quite so, a few more than what people think. Right. Yeah. So I mean, to be able to have that over, you know, for a good at least a good ten year period, and to be able to have that type of stand—not I don't want to say staying power, but that level of earning power during that time—and you know, and not being able to have some type of legacy for his family, you know, financial yeah. legacy for his family. I think that's really, um, you know, unfortunate. Just, you know, I'm pretty sure Jay Z or you know or uh, Russell Simmons will probably throw in something to cover expenses, but 
I mean, the, the shame of it is still having to be in that situation, yeah. being able to have to have to rely on charity, you know, for that three years to be taken out, don't taken care of. In the case of your demise, the only except the only way I see something otherwise happen is if you have, if there was life insurance in place. Right, right. I mean, unfortunately, this happens to a lot of different artists. It happens to sports figures. It happens to a lot of people everyday life. Like, man, you set up so well, and then from from mistakes that you made or unfortunate circumstances, unfortunately events, man, you get you can get taken out just like that. Not physically. I'm talking about financially. You know, what I'm saying you could just you could lose it. So yeah, everybody out there listening, kids, you listening, man, make sure you take care of your money. <laughs> make sure you, as Dave said, have that life insurance policy. Uh, that can that can that can save your family, man. In an unfortunate time, something like this may happen to you. Um, unfortunately, it may happen to you, but at least that's that's there. Um, no, I'm gonna tell you my favorite my favorite X song. I've said it a couple of times. It's slipping. I think that's. That song right there, man, it, it just seemed like it just hit another. It was like another, it was like another realm for X. You know what I'm saying? It was kind of it was a slow melodic little tale. And it was, I love storytellers. I love MCs that can that can paint a vivid picture. And can, you can just sit back, as you said, Dave, you know what I'm saying? You you got the CD. This is 98, so you're probably walking around with a, a with a Sony Walkman CD player, whatever like that. Or if you lucky enough, you have a car with a CD player in it, you can sit back and just, you know, say vibe out to it. And that was one of those songs, man. It was kind of like, and this is something different. Crime Story is probably my favorite on um, Darkest Hell is Hot. Um, uh, Stop Being Greedy is also good one too. That was all kind of getting me amped up. But yeah. Slipping, man, it was just something. It was just, it was just something different. And I loved it. I loved that X kind of went that way. Like, you know what? Hold on, let me tell you something. I'm, I'm gonna slow everything down. And let me tell you. Let me tell you a story about about me and and how I got to the point I'm at right now, and how I went through plenty of pitfalls, and I was able to pull myself up. You know what I'm saying? It was. I think it's, it's just a beautiful song. It's not even so much kind of like a rap song. It's a beautiful song. Man. I mean, it's 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 being vulnerable in a spiritual sense that probably yeah. wasn't much many rappers were doing at that time. I mean, there, there, wasn't, there right. wasn't that many. There wasn't that many. You know tales of remorse or regrets or having some contrition that existed yeah. in rap songs. I mean, you had you had Pac who had dabbled in it, but mm -hmm. it wasn't a whole lot of people who were out there saying like, man, you know, I, I, I'm lost for lack of a better yeah. term. And I don't yeah. even think Pac in a lot of, I don't even think Pac did that uh, where, you know, where he just, where he got into just being honest and saying, hey, I'm lost. I'm, I'm you know, I'm out here bad in a lot of instances. And I yeah. think that you saw rappers do that more later, mm -hmm. to, but to your point, it's not it's not a whole lot of songs that just I guess they did that was done that I guess openly for lack of a better term. So yeah, no, I can I can definitely understand how to be you know a favorite. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, but X like I said, he had some he had a lot of just great bangers for you know for his time for that time period, and I think that to comp it's hard to compare him to anybody. Con any contemporary because I they don't because they don't really because they don't really because it because one they don't exist and from a or at least that you know on the mainstream they don't exist i probably would say you know and i've had this conversation with you know our main host kyle uh at times before yeah i probably say gibbs probably freddie gibbs in some oh, instances gibbs. will probably be gibbs, gibbs is not as, as spiritual he talks about no. it but he's not 
<laughs> he'll, he'll, he'll mention it. He'll, he'll sprinkle it in every here and there, but yeah. he's not his spirit. <laughs> and I mean, and also the I thing about, yeah. yeah, but also the thing about, you know, and but with X is that X was also a lot, was young. I think that a lot of times we don't take in consideration how young he was at the time yeah. where he was kind of at his peak. I mean, the man was, you know, he 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 kind of hit his, you know, he hit his peak between his late twenties and his early thirties, and that was just it. Yeah. I mean, you know, and it was, and then for him, it wasn't. There wasn't a gradual cr- climb, and then you know, I just he just took off. You know, he took off pretty much from the jump of actually, you know, putting albums out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mean, and I think that's, and I mean, it's pretty, so, and I think that's something else to kind of speak to his, for lack of a better term, his. uh you know his death, or his, you know, or, or just being great. It's just that he, 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 he learned. He, he spoke about a lot of things that seemed to be more, uh, more advanced, for, for you know, or ahead of his years, if anything. Jay Z wasn't talking about Jay Z wasn't talking about regrets with you know or, or remorse at that time. They, I mean, they're both contemporary. Well, he saw regrets. He's like, you got to live, live with your regrets. I mean, yeah, but the whole thing about, I mean, the thing about Jay, the things that make Jay in some people's minds attractive or great is that he's always you know nonchalant or his like or he's always cool it's never yeah. it's yeah. never a rap where jay i mean there's very few raps where you actually hear jay sound anything remotely heated right and you know x was the complete opposite of that yeah. there was no there was yeah i think it, there there was only there's very few songs where he actually sound calm yeah, i mean but even it's, it's crazy kind of like i'm thinking about the song uh the one little joint, uh, like kind of like a love song he had. Um, what, how it's going down? Yeah, yeah. how it's going down. How it's going down? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Even that, he even that had like the energy, and you know what I'm saying. But that was like kind of a, that was a love song. But that was what that was what's so cool yes. about X is that he just he did everything. He'll break down a prayer for you. He'll have a song to him talking about how he made a deal with the devil. He have a song like get up and let's party. He have a song about, hey, let me tell you about my childhood, how rough it was and the pitfalls that I had, but how I came out. You know what I'm saying? He did everything. The only person, and, and to me, at that particular time when he was coming out, he kind of, he reminded me of Pac. We had just lost Pac two years ago. And it was like, and it's the the the, the features and everything, bald head, kind of tall, you know what I'm saying? Smaller dude, you know what I'm saying? But got all this energy. Storyteller put out this great content, bang up, bang up, bang up, bang. He reminded me, he reminded me yeah. of Pop. The only thing about yeah. it, obviously, it was gonna be different, but there's nobody that's like him, though. Like, and that's what's no. great about him. There's no. nobody there, like there, him. There, no, I mean, no, there's so yeah, I, I think the difference between him and Pac was that it's. I don't, I, I don't, I, I mean, this is not to be disrespectful to, to Pac and his. It seemed yeah. like there, there didn't seem to be any. There didn't seem sometimes Pac seemed to be a little. Some of it seems to be kind of. I don't say put on. Yeah, it seemed to be like. Any, yeah, yeah, it seemed like some of it. Some of it seems just to be a little bit. He brought Bishop to life. <laughs> yeah, and, and a lot. Well, in a lot of instances, he just seemed to be just. He made himself a, you know, kind of this larger than life for, for some. Yeah. X did not. X there. There never seemed to be any airs about X. It didn't I matter what. Know. And what and what environment he was in, you'd watch him in belly. I mean, there was there was never anything where you felt like this person is not acting like this person is being disingenuous. Right. This person is he, he is who he is in any particular scenario environment. Any song that's your point, the love song, he's still t- being grimy and the love yeah. song. Yeah. 
I mean, there's nothing. I mean, it's it, yeah. There's no deviation from his character. He's always no. consistent. He's not making love. He's not. He's not crooning and making love songs like you know Ja Rule. He's not pretending. But he's he's not. He's not. He doesn't. He doesn't jump. He didn't jump on waves for lack of a better term. No, no, he didn't. I mean, even he would. He he. You know, if if he was if he put. I think he was planning. On, for what I understand, he was planning on putting an album this year. I doubt it'd be a whole lot of young boys on it that he was trying to. You know, to kind of curry favor with the. He was in the studio crowd. with Swiss. Swiss put out a lot of pictures and videos of them in the studio yeah. together. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure that you know, if God forbid, if he passes, I'm pretty sure that album. Would, you know, is definitely going to be the one that people. You know, type. You know, get connected with. You know, the most in a long time, right? I mean, you know, that, that, you know. So, yeah, I think the thing is that we, you know, we've unfortunately we've lost a lot of just hip hop's greats. You know, in 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 recent years, I mean, we've lost Prodigy, we lost him. I mean, there's a lot of people mm, you know, yeah. that have just had just an indelible mark. Guru, I can think of you know Heavy D. I can think of a lot of people who've just you know transitioned. And they, there's no one like, there's no one that showed themselves like them. Yeah. And I mean, for, I mean, luckily for us, there's enough. He left enough of a body of work to say, you know, we can go back to this person and see. Oh you know, yeah, what, he was great. Oh yeah, you. It's it's definitely his music. You'll be able to play for your kids when they're older. You know, saying, so might be like, yeah, this dude was wild, but check out his rhyme skills. You know, what I'm saying, check out him emceeing, check out the storytelling. You know what I'm saying? Check out the content. You know what I'm saying? It was, it was thought it was some wild stuff, but still check them out. He has that kind of music. Well, yeah. I mean, if I got a choice between, yeah, if I got my kids listening and you know to something and they listening to bullshit, then yeah, I'm gonna say you know, or they listen to somebody who's talking about bullshit or you know, mm -hmm. or doing dirt. I'm like, well, if you go listen to somebody who's talking about doing dirt, at least listen to somebody that's good. Because like I said, when I made the gifts comparison. Gibbs don't talk about nothing but doing dirt. Yeah, I know, Probably. right? <laughs> but I mean, you know, I mean, what West, what distinguishes him from anybody else is that he's just very skilled at doing it. He sure is. I mean, that just tends to be Alchemist behind him or Mad Lib behind him, my God. You know what I'm saying? It sounds even better. Yeah, and I and I mean that's the thing. It's like, okay, if you go if you're gonna talk about, you know, murder, death, kill, or whatever it is, just be good at it. I just just show that you have some technical skill behind it. Otherwise, you know, it's enough people, it's enough junk out there to, you know, there's enough junk out there. So yeah, I think that's, I think that's what, and and even more than that with X, you know, the, what, what was his compelling part wasn't just the dark side. I mean, the energy he brought to the music game at that time. And yeah. just really being the spirit of what, you know, New York rap was at that time. Right. Man, I, one other song that really gets me going, that's my like hype X song, is X Gonna Give It To You. It's just the way the song comes on. Like, you think this is a game? This is not fun. Man, he that, that, Oh, man. I remember I first heard that song. I was like, what is this? Still, and that's a straight, that's an anthem song. That's an anthem. I mean, you could, you could probably heard plenty of baseball players walk up to that back in the day, you know what I'm saying? You at an NBA arena, they gonna blast that for a minute for something. You know what I'm saying? They gonna they gonna play that, they gonna play that uh that that hook or whatever. But man, yeah, he he's put together, man, so many, so many great songs. And um, you know what I'm saying? His his star, his star bright, his star shine 
for a good amount of time, but probably it could have it could have probably shined longer than what it was supposed to. Yeah. And, and unfortunately, you know what I'm saying, it's probably gonna go out, but man, you best believe that he left his mark on this world and uh and, and definitely in hip hop for sure. Yeah, m- most definitely. I don't see anybody out there who's who can do it like him. I mean, that's that's really it. That's really what it comes down to. Uh, yeah, and we just have his music that that he made, and hopefully, you know what he's, you know what he was working on to kind of just remember him by, and yeah. just try to remember him at his best. Uh, yeah, that's what you want to do. Remember at his best. Remember at his best. We all have we all have that downsides, but you know, saying. Try to try to remember him at his best. Yeah, I mean, is because that's yeah, I mean, because ultimately that's that's what matters. I mean, it's you know. Uh, yeah. Another one of those. This is for my Q down the earth. Join the peace, baby. You know how we roll. There's so many that don't know. This goes out to my Q. Rest in peace, baby. The drugs, the children, the thugs, the tears, the hugs, the love, the slugs, the funerals, the wakes, the churches, the coffins, the heartbroken mothers. It happens too often. The problems, the things we use to solve them. Yonkers, the Bronx, Brooklyn, Harlem, the hurt, the pain, the dirt, the rain, the jerk, the fame, the work, the game, the friends, the foes, the bends, the fight, the studios, the shows, comes and it goes. The jealousy, the envy. The phony, the friendly, uh-huh. the one that gave him the slugs, the one that put him in me. Woo. The stakes, the grass, too long to see uh, the lawnmower uh, sitting right next to the tree. What we see it is the street. Here's the no longer employed uh, at, at uh, Mickey Mouse. Uh, corporations. <laughs> He's not no longer employed at ESPN. Uh, he has been, they said it was a mutual splitting, and this is why. I don't know what was going on with Paul Pierce, but it could have been the Philly Blunts or the marijuana cigarettes that he was smoking. But he decided to get on IG Live, Dave, and put out a live feed of him blowing some trees. And scantily clad strippers behind him. Oh, that's oh, that's him. Yeah, that's, I'm sorry. Yes, that's Paul Pierce. So I didn't even know. I've seen. Yeah, I've seen the picture. I just didn't know that was that was that was Paul Pierce. So the girls are doing a thing. He's smoking something. It seemed like it was kind of like a little house party, right? Hey, kids, let me tell y'all something. Um. What you saw Paul Pierce doing is probably what a lot of, I ain't gonna say athletes, people in general who wanna have a good time, they would do that. He was in California, so the marijuana is legal, and having adult women come over and dance is it's legal. My problem is he didn't do anything illegal, nothing illegal. The problem is the dumbass decided to stream this live. Why, hey, Paul hey, Pierce? Hey, 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 hey. There you go. Hold it up for him, Dave. Common hey. sense is not common. 
Sorry, I had to turn Paul Pierce, 34. <laughs> Grab the jersey hanging off in your in the Raptors. One of the greatest Boston Celtics of all time. Shaquille O'Neal gave him the nickname The Truth because the boy was the truth on the court. NBA champion. I sound like, like Stephen A. Smith going down all the great things he did. But what <laughs> in the hell are you doing? Why are you hey, putting D. this out live? What is going on? As my wife would say, it's a global pandemic. He just said, fuck it. Excuse me. I friend. guess so. Unless it's either two things. <laughs> hey, two things. What your what your missus said, he said, fuck it. Or he wanted to get out of ESPN. He wanted to leave ESPN. But if you want to leave ESPN, just say, hey, y'all, I'm out. You don't have to. He didn't, he didn't want to leave. Live. He didn't want to leave. Look, D, that, look, you got to see, you got to see his opportunity, man. What's the opportunity? What is the opportunity? You had the, the best, you had one of the best gigs in the NBA as far as announcing or, or uh, uh, as an analyst on ESPN. You ain't struggling. Hopefully he's not struggling for money, but I don't. I don't think he is. I think my man is fine when it comes to when it comes to the uh, the dead president, the duck is the cheese, the guap. He's fine with that. What What are you doing? Yeah, I'm talking about you. Opportunity for you, man. Oh, I ain't talking about opportunity. For, I ain't talking about opportunity. And it, it, I'm not you know opportunity for for uh, you know Paul. But opportunity for you, man. You got to. Um, <laughs> Get back into I the mean, game. I you gotta get back game. into the. You, you gotta get back into the game. Oh man, Dave! When I saw this brother, I, I couldn't believe it, Dave. Mm-hmm. So I mean, so I mean, it's more so kind of like, why are you putting your business out there? You're 40, 42, 43 years old. You know what I'm saying? He's of at least my. He's older than me, but he's of my generation. I would guess. We grew up in the age that we still had eight tracks and, and record players in the house, but also, you know, saying digital age, brother. You know, you know the deal. You don't put your business out for everybody to see. More, more important, more, 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 more important. Paul has, is married. He is married now. You know what? Interesting you say that, Dave. In the video, <laughs> you're talking about like the ESPN. That would be the least of my worries. I, got, really? I don't know. I, on, on, a, on a video, he said he wasn't married. He was because somebody because remember this is all on live. This is all on IG live, and people was commenting. He was, he was people was talking to him. You know, say comment, and so I think somebody said, "What about your wife?" And he said, "I'm not married." I thought he was married. What? What else? What else you think he gonna say with holes in the room? <laughs> hey, I'm Paul Pierce. I got the bread. I got. I'm a millionaire. Go ahead and do what you do. My old lady understand what's going on. If you're gonna do that. But no, if you do that, you make yourself sound like a douchebag. You're not gonna do that. Hey, listen. What sound worse? Him just telling the truth or him on IG talking about I ain't married, and everybody can look up like I think you're married. <laughs> At least it says you're married. Like, are you married or not? Uh, you know, listen, he's trying to uh he 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 he's trying to see why I mean why he's on I mean, you know, no one's gonna tell you the truth, no one's gonna say that. I I mean, look, like a lot of athletes, we were supposed to talk about, I think last, I think we had a delay in show, so this may be a little old, but mm-hmm. about the, uh, the Mia Khalifa and what's that ball player's name? Oh, Deshaun Watson? Deshaun Watson scenario. 
Yeah. Sometimes. Well, yeah. John Watson, period, man. Go ahead. Some sometimes money goes to your head. I don't know what to tell. Oh, absolutely. You know, so I, I think that's maybe the case. But just but but but, but uh, Deshaun Watson, what's going on with this brother? Listen, I don't I don't I I don't know if he's going to get charged or he is charged anything criminally. I think a lot of a lot of the charges going up against him is uh 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 um what do you want to call it uh civil suits. Uh, and if everybody don't know, Deshaun Watson has been now accused of inappropriate a- activities, touching, uh, sexual mi- sexual misconduct with like over twenty massage therapists. And one story, <laughs> one, women, one story, Dave. One story that I read. My man's uh, somebody put him in contact with some massage therapist and they was like, you know what I'm saying? Hey, this is Deshaun Watson. She didn't know who he was until like maybe like a, I believe he did that week or some pretty soon to the appointment, to the massage appointment. And uh, they was like, yeah, he only likes to, you know what I'm saying? Likes to wear a towel. He doesn't like the sheets or whatever. Like he just want to wear a towel. So the lady decides to find the biggest towel, you know what I'm saying, for him. And he was like, no, nah, he like to have a small towel. And he was like, only massage my groin area and my stomach, nowhere else. And in the middle of the massage day, he throws off the towel onto the floor. Now he's completely nude in front of this woman. This is all allegedly, all alleged by this massage therapist. I think it was an SI article. And Dave, this dude decides that he just wants to thrust the air. Just thrust it. I mean, just like pump, pump, pump himself in this, pump the air. And all this time, he also has an erection. <laughs> so the woman was like, whoa, like what the hell is going on? And he was like, oh, no, that's all. It's good. It's good. It's good. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And she's like, okay, calm down. So she said she learned a trick that some people, some men do get aroused when they're getting a massage, right? And you then need to kind of hit a point in their body where can kind of like not purposely hurt them, but kind of put like a little tension on an area that you're massaging to kind of like cut it off. Because if any man out there know you go through some pain, you might have one, you know, so you might be, you know, so have a stiff one right there. That pain going to shoot like, oh, shit. you know, it's going to drop. Not this brother. Oh, no, not Deshaun Watson. It like turned him on even more. And, it's, and the woman said that he started pumping the air even harder. And she was like, what the hell is going on? Like, what's happening? How is she, I I don't, I don't, I'm really lost here. Uh, How is he pumping the air if he's on the damn table? He, his, his back, hey, my brother, he's he's a great athlete. He's on his back, naked, and he starts to thrust his lower region in the air, he's just pumping. I, I mean, you can't really see. Oh, oh he's on his back. He's on his back. No, 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 no. He's not on his stomach. He's on his back. Why the hell would she let him be pretty much naked? Oh, well, I mean, you go to massage. I mean, I, so, listen, I'm not a, no, I'm not no, a no, 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 no. I understand that. No, I understand that point. But why right. would you let him be naked with with erection? Oh, it's sitting upwards on you on the table. Ah, now check this out. She said, "No, I can understand where she's coming from." This is Deshaun Watson. She at one point wanted to get into massage therapy within the professional sports uh, uh, lane industry. 
So she's thinking like, oh, man, Deshaun Watson, if I do a good job, I'm trying to be professional. If I do a good job, she, he's going to spread the word, whatever like that. She said, after that, I don't want to do nothing with it. She said, I have, I don't want no kind of contact with professional athletes. No, she's like, I, that's just a, yeah, I don't know. That's just a terrible business strategy. I mean. Hey, she's trying to get put on, I guess. For yeah, well, I mean, if anybody's gonna take a, you know, gonna take a chance on you, I think you know, or feel entitled, it's normally gonna, I would think, be a professional athlete. Well, he's showing the hell did. Now he got twenty some women claiming the same thing. Now, like I said, I don't know if he's gonna get charged. I don't know if there's anything pending criminally, but silver suits, they. Fall, they fall. I mean, they they come out everywhere. So I'm guessing that he's probably going to get suspended from the league. Nike has already put his endorsement on on a suspension, um, and that's it because he wanted to get traded. Now ain't nobody talking about trading for his ass. And why would you? You know what I'm saying? Kind of like I want a thruster. Oh, you know what I'm saying on my team. You know, saying the air thruster, the air pump. That's the, the sad. Th the sad thing about it is his case is not even the worst case of, of wow shit in the NFL. Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, I mean, no, I mean, it's not. There's a, I forgot. There's a dude who, uh, there was a, who was it? Oh, Kellen Mond. No, it's not Kellen Mond. It was a uh, what's his name? Hold on, before okay. I go saying the wrong name. It was Kellen Winslow. Oh, Kevin Winslow. Kel yeah, Kellen wins. Junior? Yeah, him. He's probably the, the wildest case. <laughs> hey, listen, it's been some wild cases in the NFL, man. It's been some wild cases from murder to domestic abuse. Yeah, oh, well, I mean, I mean, I mean, I guess sexually. more from like, yeah, sexually. He's from probably the worst. Yeah, he's probably the worst. Man, yeah, it's, probably probably some, it's probably some stories there that we don't even know about. Yeah, I think his is probably one of the worst cases. If you've read, I read the Sports Illustrated article that came out on, that's probably one of the, you know, yeah, oddest ones, for lack of a better term, or, or yeah. most disturbing ones. Yeah. Yeah, well, so. Well, something else was with sports. I'd love to get your take on this. What do you think about the MLB moving the All-Star game from uh, from Atlanta to Denver? Because of the, the voting rights uh, bill, vote suppression bill, in my opinion that the Georgia uh, governor signed into law. What do you think about that? They should have. I mean, it's the right. I mean, like, you can only – problem is with a lot of red states, they don't understand shit until you hit them to the things that's important to them. Sports mm -hmm. is – baseball is important. I mean, like, mm -hmm. so if you take away – I mean, you know, if you take away my yeah, – if you take away baseball from them, I mean, yeah, that's something that – it, it, it's it may seem it may almost seem like tokenism in some instances in some ways, but it's real it, it bothers them. I mean, that's a part in the south and a lot of small towns across the country. Sports is big. I mean, yeah. so if you take that away from me, <laughs> yeah, they're gonna be yeah, they're gonna be pissed off. And I mean, yeah. unfortunately, mm -hmm. unfortunately, it's a lot of people that may not agree with that bill's passing that'll have to you know be penalized as a result thereof. But I mean, at the same time, you know, major league—I think major league sports is becoming more conscientious about what the outcomes are of standing by, you know, I guess you know, systemic racism, for lack of a better term. True, and this and this is the one thing that I think a lot of people don't under 
least from my point of view, uh, I don't think a lot of people get. So I actually, I tweeted about this yesterday. I just want to go through the tweet real quick. It's like a little thread, but it's only like four things. But this is what I think people are kind of missing, right? So I said, what's fascinating about the beef between the MLB and the, G and the GOP uh, moving an all-star game and draft to Denver from Atlanta is the fact that the MLB is probably the most conservative major sports league in the country. It really is. These dudes are basically all Republicans. They're all conservatives who own these teams, right? Okay. I said, this isn't a fight between D's and R's, Democrats and Republicans. It's more, and, and it's not about cancel culture. It's not, right? I said, also, Major League Baseball players are not leading this fight. And honestly, they probably don't have the internal strength to get the game moved. This is an internal fight between Georgia Republicans and their conservative counterparts that made a business, a business decision because it was best for their business. Major League sports leagues and franchises are some of the best run businesses in the world. Uh, they don't always get social issues right, but they know when their pockets are going to get hit. Stadiums are publicly funded. Seats need to be filled and merchandise needs to be sold. Let's also not forget that devoted fan base is dying off, white, older men, and they need new consumers. Us. <laughs> they are So those potential new consumers are the people that flipped Georgia blue in 2020. Why put your business in that shit show? MLB doesn't want any of that smoke and they made the right move. And what I'm trying to say is I think a lot of people don't understand the power of the boycott because that's something that African-Americans in this country and other minorities, that's been the only like real, real way to show them to flex their muscles. Because you look at Georgia, they're trying to suppress your vote. They don't want you to vote. The one thing that we do have is money. Right. And we have the, and we now have the right to patronize wherever we want to. And I think, I think black people understand the black dollar. And also, I think, I think you, like I said before, you don't want this smoke. Delta doesn't want to hear a bunch of black people say, I'm not going to use your airlines. Coca-Cola doesn't want to hear, hey, I'm not going to drink your pop. MLB, you only have, I, I, think the, I think the population of black players in MLB might be like five. But I guarantee you, <laughs> but this is the thing, I guarantee you, Somebody in the commissioner's office, commissioner's office read that bill. They don't do things just off a of knee-jerk reaction. They didn't even let they didn't even want black folks to play into the sport. Let's be honest about it. They didn't want us even in the sport. They don't do knee-jerk reactions type things. I'm sure somebody read that bill within MLBs like this is going to be a problem. And we don't want to be on the other side of this. We don't want to be the bad side of history. We need to move this. We need to move this. Uh, we need to move this game. Move this game. And they moved it to a state day, Colorado. It's like damn near 100% mail-in ballots. And that's the one thing Georgia was talking about. Like, oh, we want to, y'all can't have all these mail-in ballots no more. Right. So it's strategic. It's strategically done. But this has nothing to do with. I mean, it's about it's about our rights more so to affect black people's rights to vote. But this is kind of like an internal white fight, if I if I can coin that term. This is a white fight. This is a white right fight. This has nothing to really do to us because everybody down there in Atlanta was like, "Hey, don't leave." Joe Biden said, "You know what I'm saying?" He said, "We said about the uh, I don't think he said anything about the game, but uh, Stacey Abrams said, "Don't leave." Both mm -hmm. of the senators said, "Don't leave." Mayor Keisha Lance Bottom said, "Don't leave." It was some white 
right conservatives who run Major League Baseball told these other conservatives, y'all fucking crazy. I'm getting the hell up out of here. So <laughs> it's it's not it's like we on the outside, like, hey man, this shit's fucking with us, and and it's white, white, right fight. It's a white right fight. It has nothing to do with us. It's about it's about it's about the simple fact that we can exercise our power, understand the black dollar, and these companies, they don't want that smoke. Well, yeah, I don't yeah, I don't even know if it's about the black dollar as much as it is about to your point being having foresight to know that that's not the you know business environment that you want to operate in long term. It may not be any- cut you off. The only reason why I say I the reason I say about the black dollar because a lot of activists and a lot of people in Atlanta was like, we boycotted you. So I think I think that did scare them. But that's the only thing that black people really, I guess that's not the only thing black people have. I mean, that's, we have used that tool to make sure, like, hey, make sure shit is cool for decades, decades and generations in this country. Well, well, I well I can agree with it. I'd be, you know, and I'm too bad Kyle isn't here to correct me, but I'd be surprised if there's a lot of black patronage at the Braves games. Uh, it's yeah. not. They moved it out. The, they moved it out of Atlanta. They, it's in the suburbs. It's in like a very white, well-to-do suburb. They moved it out the city. Right. So like I said, to your point, it's not like it's a whole bunch of black folks running around talking about, oh, man. I mean, they love the Braves. I mean, that's, that's their team. But MLB is not a very, it's not a black sport like what we had growing up, Dave. It's not that anymore. It's right. not. That's right. why it was so surprising that the MLB did this. They don't say shit. Trump, I mean, uh, the, the Ricketts family, big Trump supporters, I, I think except for the sister. Yeah. All the rest of them are like these hardcore right-wingers. Mm-hmm. This ain't the NBA. This ain't LeBron James and all them, Steph Curry and Steve. This ain't the NBA. This is, the, this is baseball. And they, yeah. and they even said, y'all fucking crazy. We getting out of here. <laughs> Let's go to Denver. I think it's about just having foresight more than anything. I mean, it's not even I mean, about it's not about pandering to black people. I mean, it's about pan. I mean, while it's not a large black, you know, patronage or you know, viewership black people, but it's a huge Latino base. It and is, it's not just it's, it's just too. not dis it's not just disenfranchising black people potentially. It's disenfranchising Latino voters as well, Hispanic voters as well. It and is. they yeah. watch baseball and they play baseball. They play baseball, so, right? But the so, but the patronages of the sport are middle aged white men. So that's why I think like a lot of Republicans are kind of like, wait a minute, hold on, wait, what y'all doing? Like. We the ones that watch you and you going against us? Like Mitch McConnell came out and said, like, man, you corporations, y'all need to just shut up, basically shut up and stay in your place, but give me your money. <laughs> You're the main person talking about how corporations are people. So now you bitching when they talking about like, hey, dude, you can't be doing this to this people? Shut up and stay in your place. But then you can I think like the next day he's like, oh, you know, I didn't mean it like that. Nah, homeboy, we know what you meant. I gave it to Roland Martin. He was like, basically, you trying to be the pimp and they was your hoes. Mitch McConnell think he a pimp and he think these corporations, that's kind of like, no, nah, don't say this, like, ho, get in your place. And they basically like, no, motherfucker, I'm leaving. And they're like, wait, hold on. Why are you leaving? You don't talk to me like that. What's going on? 
And I think that's what's kind of like fucking them up in the head. It's kind of like I think. I think the difference between I think what a lot of people don't understand is that with Major League Baseball, it's a corporation, but it's a corporation that earns so much income. They're not dependent on tax breaks. A lot of the tax breaks that draw companies to red states um, just because they're lower operating expenses and workers yeah. rights are not protected as much. You know, they tend to be right, right to work states. Uh-huh. They're not, they don't operate under the same rules. They don't, I mean, their bottom line is not affected the same way. I mean, they make yeah. their bread, they, their bread, their money comes from an external place. Right. Right. And their revenue and their revenue share is so large that they don't have to be, it is not predicated based upon being in a business friendly state. I don't know. Colorado may be a business-friendly state, but the point is, it's yeah. not like you're a textile manufacturer. It's not like you're Jim, you, you know, uh, exactly. John Deere. Right. It's not like you're Tesla. You're I mean, the only going... thing they get from the only thing I would say publicly, they get they get these stadiums built for free. They get they, they get right. the stadiums built off our money. That's the one thing publicly and tax breaks. I right. but I'm with you. It's not like it's like a manufacturer. They don't need it. Yeah. They don't. Yeah, they don't need it. It's not. It's to be honest, they don't exactly. need it. I mean, they hell no, they don't need it. Hell no, they don't need it. I mean, I, and that's the difference. So for them, right. they can kind of go anywhere, yeah. you know, and yeah. Yeah, I, they, I just, I just, I don't think people, it's like, you hear a lot of commentators, majority, obviously, all uh, Republican comic or conservative Repo- uh, commentators, like, you know what I'm saying? They're just, they're, they're, they're being uh, driven by the woke mob. Woke, I, I think they just want to say black, but they don't, they say woke. They want to say black, but they get, they've been driven by a woke mob, and this is canceled. Oh, no, homeboy, they don't want that smoke. Why would you? Put, why would you put your business through that? That doesn't make any sense. Somebody read that bill, y'all. Like, I just want to. I just want to. I just want to stop them. Like, listen, y'all know somebody read that bill, and this is a bunch of rich white Republican men that said. Y'all crazy, and I'm getting out of here. That should tell you something. They ain't listening to us. They never have. <laughs> they never have. They never listen to us. Why didn't they hit that ball, boy, and run them bases? <laughs> that was us. They ain't listening yeah. to us. Right. Yeah, I think that it comes. I mean, I think it really comes down to just having foresight. I mean, you. I, agree I think it's. With, I think it's with anything when somebody moves. It's about having foresight. It's just knowing, yeah. being able to see certain trends in the future, and being able to, you know, capitalize off of them, or moving ahead of them to be proactive versus being reactive. Yeah, I mean that's really what it comes down to. I mean, it's, you know, I don't think so. I don't know if what they deal so radical as much as it is understanding that you want to be in, you want to work, operate in a climate that reflects the, you know, that reflects, if nothing else, it may not reflect the, 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 the values of your viewership, but it's a comfortable environment for your players to play in. I mean, if they're larger, you know, if they're increasingly becoming more minority, yeah, you don't want yeah. them to be, this is, I mean, this doesn't operate people's minds operate differently than they did in the 70s and the 80s where you know you just kind of went to whatever venue you were in wherever it existed no matter how hostile it was right you know because yeah, I, that's what I, you got I, paid to do and i think a few like mookie betts is from the mookie betts of the dodgers black player one of the one of the best players in the league if not the best player in the league it was worth it was kind of like okay yeah maybe he was going to say that he wasn't going to go and, and to your point Baseball is damn near basically a Latin, a Latin 
sport now. Right, right. Um, and like you said, you know, they are they will be disenfranchised probably, you know what I'm saying, uh, to those laws down in Georgia as well, because uh, it's a pretty big Hispanic population that's growing in Georgia. So, I mean, yeah, the players could have been like, nah, I want to go, but like I said, MLB, when it comes to the baseball players, they wasn't out there. I mean, it was a few like the Black Lives Matters movement, you know, saying things like that. They had the shirts, whatever, like that. But they're not. They're not the league that's like. It's not the league of the '60s, '70s, and '80s with the black players. That that's not the league anymore. Right. So it's not like they out there champion a hey, black power. I mean, saying Black Lives Matter. That's that's not the league. Hmm. And it's to your point. I agree with you. It is the foresight. That's why I keep saying they don't want that smoke. Yeah. No. <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah, no. no. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, I, I think that tends to be the issue at hand. Is like, you, I, mean, I don't. I mean, you, we all say, "Oh, that's revolutionary." No, it's not revolutionary. I mean, it's something that. I mean, you you have you have to have foresight. You have to be able to see, have a vision for the future, to see where you want to be at, mm -hmm. and you know, you have to be able to project the future and, and be able to see that you know what, the, you know, the future of where. We, you know, we know who we know who our who we know who our backers are, but right. who is our audience? I mean, right. who is our audience? Exactly. Who is our players? Who are the people that play for us? I mean, they don't if they don't look like us. We have to go. We have to be in an environment for them where they feel comfortable. Yeah, to play. And their demographic, white middle aged men, is going down like this, and everybody else is going like this. They're a business. They have to stay in business. That means that those consumers that's going up, I mean, the people that's going up, they're going to be the ones that's going to be consuming, consuming the product. They ain't trying to be hockey. They ain't trying to be soccer. This is baseball in America. They always going to try to be up top. Not, I mean, obviously the NFL is, but they're probably, I mean, NBA is number two, but they're the top three. They're the number three of the top three. Let's, let's be frank about it. They ain't trying to dip down. So it's like, hey, we need to kind of embrace embrace these people who's going to be our new consumers. I'm sorry, y'all. I might vote with you, but they give me their money. Well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think that really tends to become that. that I mean, that comes out. So that didn't seem like a, a profound thing. Well, is there, it, um, it's really, I, to slice sidebar, the, 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 yeah. the, the guy who I mentioned that, uh, Kellen, um, Kellen, what is it? Uh, Winslow? Yeah, Winslow. Winslow. Yeah, he just got sentenced. It was like a super delay. He just got really? sentenced within the last month. I didn't hear about that. Yeah, he just got sentenced because the delay, his sentencing was scheduled a year ago, and then he just got sentenced to 14 years uh, on March 3rd last month. Wow. Yeah, he was supposed to get sentenced like a year ago, right before COVID. Yeah, dark just, stories from rape trial. Wow. Yeah, this dude was yeah. the man coming out of at the University of Miami too, man. I was a huge fan of his since the since the fourteen years. Holy shit! Yeah, so he's gonna come out. I mean, you know, he'll come. Oh man, he's only 30, 37 years. He'll come out and. Sad thing about, I mean, well, I'll say the sad thing about it is no one thing. I mean, the collateral damage in any of those cases, your family. But then again, he wasn't thinking about that. And yeah, he's got Deshaun Watson beat. Um, Sean's going oh, to yeah, pay some money. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah those, Deshaun's going to pay some money. 
Hopefully, Smarty gets some therapy before he ends up ending his career. Uh, so, yeah, yeah. No, that. Yeah, it's I, just sad. It's just sad to see the. It's just sad to see that kind of stuff happen. But hey, man, some people, some people are dirty, and they need, they need to go away for a while. It, it, you know, and the issue at hand is, I think the NFL has just been probably just been really the NFL. It's kind of like the law enforcement of uh, professional sports. <laughs> it's just like they're they are they are. I mean, they are they're behind on you know preparing their people with the right tools to for life. Yeah. And uh, whether it's you know interacting with women, being able to deal with anger, you know all the things that are really important. You know, you know life skills. You know they they haven't necessarily given their, them the tools to, to to operate with. They don't oh, do any psych, psych evals. You know nothing to to make sure that their guys are you know working with the right equipment for lack of a better term off the f- football field as much as on. Hey Dave, I just um, I think I just got some some bad news. I know we was talking about DMX. I just looking on Twitter said he passed away. Oh. At the age of well, 50, DMX passes away. Oh, man. Uh, well, fortunately, yeah. Condolences to his family. Condolences, yeah. Much condolences. Oh, man, this is sad. Yeah. It's like, man, yeah. people you grow up with, you think. As we get older, you know what I'm saying? Hair gets shorter, beard gets grayer. You know what I'm saying? We see people who was before us and um, when they was young and spry and you was just coming up, not even knowing where you was going yet, but you see them going some places and you see them doing their things and um, it's always weird to see them when they pass away. 50 years old, man, that's young. Yeah. 50 years old. Yeah, I, 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 yeah. I mean, it, yeah, it, it's it's definitely young. Um, like I said, man, more than anything, the man left a legacy of music. Um, and you know, that's something we'll have to remember, remember him by, and the energy from his shows. Oh, man, this is sad. Yeah. I mean, I think, and I mean, we all kind of knew it was going to come. I think it was more so, just, you know, saying just kind of preparing yourself for it. Well, yeah. Somebody you were, I, 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 real quick, one little quick little thing I always remember kind of like seeing DMX do. I think he was at a festival or something. I don't know if he was even in America. And he was out just alone on the stage, just by himself, just rocking a crowd of like 100,000 people. You know what I'm saying? Like, those, I mean, I'm probably exaggerating 100,000 people. There was a whole a fucking lot of people out there. It was like a sea of people, bigger than what you see over in America. He, I think he was somewhere overseas. And each one of them people are going to remember, if they're still here with us, they're going to remember that time they saw him up there rocking the crowd by himself, and they was being moved by his words. That's yeah. something powerful, man, that, that they'll never forget. And I wasn't even there, and I remember seeing this on television. It's like, wow, that's amazing to see. Well, you know, more if, if anybody, you know, for those who haven't had the opportunities to see him in the show, is watch backstage. I say that, you know, his concert, his concert set at, on backstage, uh, which was kind of from the Rockefeller tour, 
uh, I think, you know, in the year in the late 90s, when of course Def Jam went at his peak, it was shows him performing on stage and him being taken off in a stretcher because he had asthma attack on stage. Mm. Yeah, so I mean, if anything, you know, I think that's even more of a testament to you know his you know greatness as a performance is just being able to put out that much energy and being asthmatic. Yeah, I know, right? <clears throat> yeah. So, wow. Yeah. Wow, man. Did not, did not, did not expect that to. Well, knew it was going to happen, but on a tribute show dedicated to DMX. I'm happy that we got a chance to talk about, you know, saying uh, how it affected, how he affected us and our, and our love for hip hop. And uh, at the end of the show, you know, what I'm saying we get to say our condolences and goodbye. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, we, you know, we we had him, we had we were able to, you know, ha have his energy with us for twenty plus years, and I think that's, you know. Uh, you know that's that's more than we can say for a lot of other, for some of the other you know greats who passed. I mean, we had Pac for five years, we had Biggie for four years. You you know, so to have X for me and even X in his prime and have X in his prime for almost you know for several years. Uh, yeah, you said twenty five years, right? Well, yeah, I mean twenty five, and we'll say you know se several in his in his prime. So yeah, yeah, I, I think. I think that's, you know, I think that's, I mean, that that's a lot in itself. I mean, he's, you know, he's got enough of a catalog for you to kind of go through. Um, and I'm pretty sure his, you know, his, whatever his, you know, project that's put out uh, posthumously will be, will resonate with people even more. Um, you know, now that he's gone, but. Yeah. Yeah. Damn. So hopefully, uh, yeah. So yeah, you never want to be like gonna, that. Yeah. Well, I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna tie things. I was gonna tie things up. I know it's uh, ten o'clock in Chicago. Yeah. Um, but yeah. But thank you. Thanks everyone for coming for being with us tonight. This is the end of the building. This is uh, Dave and Demise holding it down uh, on tonight's show, uh, giving the tribute to our recently uh, lost uh, hip-hop great DMX and just sharing what he meant to us um, just as, you know, listeners and appreciate, you know, fans. Uh, look forward to connecting, seeing you guys again soon um, and keep following us. Uh, and in the building, uh, everybody, good night. We're out. Peace. Peace. While his story was troubled, he remained a man of faith never giving up his quest to become better. Yo, I'm slipping, I'm falling, I can't get up. Yo, I'm slipping, I'm falling, I can't get up. Yo, I'm slipping, I'm falling, I gotta get up. Get back up, I'm feet so I can tear shit up. Wasn't long before I hit rock bottom. Niggas talking shit like, damn, look how that kind of got Open like a window, no more endo. Look at a video, say to myself, that could have been yo. Ass on the TV, believe me, it could be done. Something got to give, got to change, cause now I got a son. I got to do the right thing for shorty, and that means no more getting high, drinking 40. So I get back, looking tight, slick again. Fake niggas jump back on my dick again. Nothing but love for those that know how it feel, and much respect to all my.
slipping, I'm falling, I can't get up, and yo, I'm slipping, I'm falling, I can't get up, and yo, I'm slipping, I'm falling, I got to get up, get back on my feet so I can tear shit up, and yo, I'm slipping, I'm falling, I can't get up, and yo, I'm slipping, I'm falling, I can't get up, and yo, I'm slipping, I'm falling, I got to get up, get back on my feet so I can tear shit up.